listening to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Last Gen Podcast, everybody. My name is Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm pumped to be on with you today. Now today, listen, I did not know as of about yesterday that it was Valentine's Day today. I did not know that. And so when I thought to do this topic, I promise you, I promise you, it was not so that I could have a Valentine's Day theme for the podcast. I promise you that because everything within me hates when people do that. And in fact, I was driving over here and thinking about it. And I'm going to actually scroll back. And I should have done this beforehand. But listen, we're organic here. Very real. Being real, guys. Um, <laughs> I think last year I did the exact same thing. I, I really think that last year I did a Valentine's Day um, theme on Valentine's Day. So let's check it out. Let's see what I did. Because I'm interested to see. But welcome if it's your first time listening or watching the podcast, wherever you're on. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, welcome. Um, Today we're going to be talking about finding the one. Is it biblical? Is it a real thing? Or does God let you choose? Finding the one. If you've been a Christian for a little bit, actually, it's kind of transcended Christian... um, you know, the Christian uh, culture, it's transcended. And now pretty much everyone talks about um, finding a wife or finding a husband like I found the one or she's the one or he's the one. If you've heard that, you'll know what I'm talking about. Let's see here. February. What was I doing on February? Here it is. Did I do it? Did I do it? Yes, I did. I was talking about something along these lines on February, in February of last year. But um, you've heard that, the one. I found the one, she's the one, he's the one when speaking about Christian relationships or more specifically um, marriage relationships. And I think today's episode is going to be very pertinent to your life and I want you to remember this forever. This is such, and not to be the guy that like hypes up the topic because every time you get on a podcast, everyone's like, this is going to change your life. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Me and my uncle always laugh about um, <laughs> all those clickbaity Christian things. Watch to the end and you'll see. <laughs> Don't skip this video. <laughs> Stop scrolling. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is going to change your life. This, you know, it's not talked about a lot. I, I wish it were more in... Um, in youth circles, in Christian youth circles, but we're going to talk about it because if you get this wrong, and I'm not, and I'm not over exaggerating here, if you get this wrong, the marriage wrong, you know, the, the marriage uh, topic wrong, if you marry the wrong person, this is probably one of the number one things that can screw up your life irreparably. You know. If you've ever listened to me before, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you have, but I make a big point to, when I'm talking to youth, make the point that 
you know, this message that goes around our generation all the time, like, there's nothing you can do to get out of God's will for your life. There's nothing you can do uh, to screw up God's plan for your life. I, I come down hard on that. Number one, because it's not true. It's not found in the Bible. Number two, because it's, it's a teaching that will lull our generation to sleep and lead them to hell and lead them into a terrible life. I come hard against that because it's not true. There are many things that you can do to derail God's plan for your life. Actually, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's not that like uh, God's plan for your life is so easy to catch and like there's only a couple things that will take you off the path. Jesus said the path to hell is broad for the many that choose that way. But the path to heaven is narrow for the few and few there be that find it. We know that God's plan for our lives isn't going to be uh, what man decides. You know, man, uh, the Bible says that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord directs his steps. So we might have many plans that we can conjure up in our life, where we go to school, what career path we take, who we want to marry, but there's only one thing. Notice how that contrast is. Many are the plans, or many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord directs his steps. That almost implies there's many things that men and women choose to do, but the Lord only has one path. The, and, and it's true. God only has one will for your life. And all you have to do to screw that up is rebel against his will. And I, I also don't believe the, the lie that, um, you know, that every mistake, mistakes don't cost you anything. Mistakes are very costly. What are you saying, Alex? God won't forgive you? I'm not saying that. God will forgive you. The Bible says that if you uh, confess your sins before God, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Of course he'll forgive you. But you know what you can't do? Get out of a marriage covenant. Lest your spouse dies. And I hope to God you're not going to take that route. Murder. <laughs> um. You know, mistake, mistakes, they're very costly. And I, and I hate when people say that, you know, you, we can come back. God's, God's the God of 10,000th chances. Yeah, sure. Yes. He will forgive you. He will forgive you if you truly repent. But do you really want to live your life on the mercy of God? I don't really. And that might say, seem like, uh, you know, weird for some people. I don't want to live my life on the mercy of God. I want to live my life on the first command of God. Not that I have to mess up and mess up and mess up and mess up and oh, I finally found my way. Living your life on the mercy of God, yes, you can get to heaven. But let me just tell you, if you, if you make so many mistakes in this life, you're, you're going to wish you were in heaven <laughs> because you will not have a good life, my friend. It's God's, it's God's path. It's God's plan for your life is going to be fulfilling. It's going to be the only thing that fulfills you. It's going to be the only thing that brings you prosperity, that brings you peace and joy. So you can try your own way and still be a, a Christian. You know, like you can be a Christian and marry the wrong person. You can be a Christian and be out of the will of God and you could still make it to heaven. But is that your goal to just make it to heaven? It's not my goal. My goal is to live in the fullness of what God has for me. I don't know about you. So here, here's something, and this is what got me kind of stirred up about this. I was, um, I was scrolling through Instagram, like we Gen Zers do, amen. Yeah. 
and I, I came across a video, and, and by no means am I bashing this person. I love this person. I really do. I admire this person a lot, and I don't tell him enough, but I, I like him. I really do like him. He's one of my friends, but, um, you know, and, and he's not the first person to have uh, to talk like this, and, and that's why it's not directed at him, but it's it what got me thinking. I saw a video um, that basically said, uh, stop thinking that God just has the one for you. Really, the concept of the one is not biblical. I started thinking about that. Like, I've heard so many people say that. Like, really, there's not the one. You know, there's not one person that God has for you to marry. You know, God, God, God will let you choose. He's not, he's not constraining you to one person. And, and I know you've heard that before. And, I, you know, it's all over the place. And it makes me wonder a few things. But the first thing it makes me wonder is how in the world is that consistent with God's character? Let's think about this. Does God have the one for you, or is it a myth and he lets you choose? Let's read this. Romans chapter 12, and uh, verse 2. Very familiar scripture. Romans 12, 2. This is actually our theme scripture for 2023 as um, Pastor Ted has given the word of the Lord uh, of transformation. This is what it says. Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern. I want you to highlight that word discern. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. You can discern the will of God. Number one, that's what it shows us. You can discern, and what does discern mean? It means to quickly identify and know. I can know this is the will of God. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. Listen to this. What is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Now, there's been people who have taught in the past that those three words, good, perfect, and acceptable, mean God has three different wills. Well, he's got a good will, he's got an acceptable will, and he's got a perfect will. But, you know, those people who say that aren't um, super intelligent. And the reason that is is because if you, I mean just just look at the Greek it's not it's not laid out like that. All of those things refer to the same thing, the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. It's like saying like uh th- this girl was pretty, smart and intelligent. You're not referring to three girls that were one was pretty, one was smart, one was intelligent. All three apply to the same person. You see what I'm saying? So all three of those words apply to this thing, the will of God. The will of God, his one will, perfect, good, and acceptable. So just from these, you know, good. When you follow the will of God, your life will be good. Very basic. Acceptable. God only has one acceptable will. Well, God understands if you fall for He doesn't, I mean, he understands that you did it. It's not like he's like, I don't even know what happened. What, what's he doing? But don't get in this mindset that God's just cool with anything. He only accepts one will for your life. God's God of acceptance. No, he's not. No, he's not. God is not a God of acceptance. God is a God of principle. God is a God of integrity. And God is a God of his word. So he's not not an accepting God. 
He'll he'll accept you how you are. You don't have to clean yourself up before you go to church or before you come to Jesus, really. But he, he does only accept one will for your life, one perfect thing. That's holiness. That's abiding by his commandments in Scripture and what he tells you personally. And number three, God's will is perfect. It's perfect. That means that God's, God's will doesn't have, he doesn't have cracks in his plans. God doesn't have a plan A, and then if that fails, a plan B. Okay? So, right here we, we realize, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. God has one, one, will for your life. Now, it's up to us whether we're going to obey it or not. So, how does that apply to marriage? Think about it like this. And, and I don't think people would argue with this at all, but if let's just take a very logical approach to this subject because people get weird when it comes to this subject alone. This subject, marriage. Well, you know, I think God like presents... I've, I've heard so many dumb things. I've heard someone tell me, like, well, really, if you study it in the Hebrew, um, you know, in the Garden of Eden, God didn't, you know, give uh, Eve to Adam. The Bible says he presented her. And so really, it's implying that Adam could have rejected her if he wanted to. And ma- It's like, uh, don't, don't try to teach what the Bible never said. Don't make a doctrine and a teaching off of like what you... <laughs> people get, think they're too smart for God. Um, let's take this at a logical you know, thought process. And, and people who say the opposite of what I'm saying, are, are going to agree with me on these, but then when it gets to marriage, I'll be like, no, no, no. Question. Does God have a perfect will for your life? They'll say yes. Number two, does God care about the decisions you make? They'll say yes. Of course he does. Number three, um, does God tell you his perfect will for your life? Yeah, of course. God speaks to his people. Not only through the written word, but also through his voice, through his uh, spirit. The Bible says in John 16, 13, When the spirit of truth comes, he'll lead and guide you into all truth. He'll speak not of his own authority, but whatever he hears, that will he speak. And he'll declare to you things that are to come. The Holy Spirit does that. He leads you and he guides you. Jesus is our shepherd. He leads us and he guides us. Right? Um, and so, will he tell you his plan? Of course. Does he care where you go to school? Well, yeah, yeah, he, he, he cares where I go to school. He, he cares, you know, what, what job I take. Okay, so why would he not care who you marry? Arguably the most important decision you make in life, aside from giving your heart to Jesus, is who you're going to link yourself up for or, or with for the rest of your life, it will make or break you. So why would a God who cares about where you go to college, who cares about what career path you take, very specifically, go to this school, don't go to that school, uh, go, go into this field, I'm leading you into this field, I've gifted you in this field, go to this field. Um, he'll tell you, he'll, he'll use his Holy Spirit to nudge you about things. No, don't hang out with those friends, they're bad for you. Don't watch that. That's wrong. So he'll convict you about those things. But when it's time to, you know, enter into an unbreakable covenant marriage 
between a person, yourself, and God. Ah, what the heck? Whoever floats your boat, you know. Do they read the Bible? Are they Christian? Go ahead. That's not how God acts. That's not how he thinks. There's many things. There's many choices you can make. There's only one you should. And I'm trying to hammer this point home because it's so dangerous. Because if you have the other thought process that, like, you know, God will allow me to marry a bunch of people, and then he's, he's accepting a, a bunch of people, and he lets me choose, that's dangerous as you go into your early 20s, your late teens, early 20s. That's a very dangerous thought process. Because you'll just find yourself, well, you know, he lets me choose this person. You know, and this person also is, uh, they're, they're nice, and she's also nice. And, uh, you know, she's also nice, and they're, they're all Christians, so God's accepting of all of them. And really, he's just going to let me choose. So let's date all of them. See how it works. You'll be r- walking around in the desert, so to speak, for 40 years. So God cares. There's one person. Let me say this very clearly. Despite who's told you different, there is one person... God has for you to marry one person he will lead you to that person he will tell you who that person is you know and and I'm not trying to get it to the point where it's like I don't want to teach you to like (laughs) try to hear from God who you're supposed to marry like and, and I'll give you an example in Bible school though I never went to a proper Bible school. Um, uh, in Bible school, they have what, what's called ring before spring, meaning all these Bible school students uh, go to Bible college, and as soon as they're there, their first and second semester, they're ready to get married. And so by spring, the goal is to have a wife to propose. And so you got a lot of guys, and it's a stereotype, but it's actually true. I've got friends in Christian university and Bible school who tell me this is way too true. Um, you have guys going around, the Lord told me that you're supposed to be my wife. God told me we're supposed to get married. Just, you got, and then, you know, one guy will say that to like five girls until one sticks. That's not what I'm teaching. What I'm teaching is as you go about what God's called you to do, God has ordered your steps. The Bible says the path of the righteous the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. God directs his path. So as he's directing your path, where you go to school, you say, yes, Lord, I'll do, I'll do what you want me to do. You hear from the Lord. He tells you, you, do, you make the move. Yes, Lord, I'll go into this career path. Yes, Lord, I'll take this job. As you're doing what God's called you to do, he, will, he has ordained it that that perfect person is in your path. And then when you meet them, You'll have, an inter- you'll have confirmation in your spirit. I mean, it's so ridiculous. If not, let's just, let's talk about this. If not, let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 5. We'll start here. If, anyone a- if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. 
but let him ask in faith with no doubting, right? And so we know the rest. The, for the man who doubts is like a, a he's a double-minded man, right? If there was no right answer, if God had no particular preference, why would you ask him? Think about it. I don't know who I'm supposed to marry. God, who should I marry? Show me if this person's the one. God's up in heaven. To be honest with you, bro, I don't care. Why would why would the Bible <laughs> why would the Bible command you to ask for wisdom if there was no correct answer? Just logical thinking will bring you to this conclusion. And I can already hear people saying, you know, that might listen to this, that say, you know, like that's that's a weird hill to die on, bro. Why are you being so why are you being so passionate about this small subject? You know, this very uh, uh, small thing that the Bible doesn't directly teach on. You know, there's no verse in the Bible that says God has one person for you. Why are you being so intense about it? Why are you being so didactic about it? I'll tell you why. Because if you, like I said in the beginning, if you get this wrong, your whole life will be ruined. So I'm saying this to young people, and listen, if I was talking to another age group, I'd have a different tone, because I realize that there's many people who got married, right, and made a mistake. They got married, God never told them to marry that person, uh, you know, it wasn't the will of God, but they did it anyways. And so now they're in a marriage, a covenant relationship with God and this person, that is unbreakable. Jesus said what God joins together, talking about through marriage, let no man separate. So you can't just get a divorce because you realize, oh, they weren't the one. I guess I'll break up with them. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Marriage is said and done. Set. It's over. You don't just uh, break off a marriage because you feel like it. It's called a sin. And I get it. There's exceptions. That person dies, obviously. That person commits adultery. But, you know, don't, don't take divorce lightly. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad thing. What God joins together, let no man separate. Let no man separate. And so, uh, you know, you can't just break it off if you realize. And so if I was talking to um, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, I would take a different tone because I realize that people have done that. They've made a mistake. And does that make a marriage less a marriage? No, it's still a marriage. God still recognizes it. And you're still supposed to treat that person that you're married to with respect, with love. And you make it work. You make it work because it's a covenant relationship. You love that person. And God will forgive you for the mistake, but you can't just break it off. But let me tell you something. It's costly because the plan God has for you is perfect. And if you try to derail, derail a major thing uh, in God's plan, you know, there, there's, y- y- you'll pay for it. You will. And that's not like God's being mean to you. <laughs> you know, like y- you messed up. And so I take a more merciful tone with, uh, with older people that I, you know, that I know that people have made mistakes. But most people that I'm talking to right now, 15, 16, 17. Maybe you're 21, 25. Most people that I'm talking to aren't married. Most people that I'm talking to aren't even in a relationship. 
A lot of you are, though. And so let me stress this, and I cannot stress this enough. God has one person for you to marry. And I already know, as I'm talking about this, and this is how the Lord works, as I'm talking about this, if you're in a relationship right now, that you know is not, uh, you know, it's, it's not, God never told you to uh, start dating that person. God never told you to get in that relationship. He never told you that she's the one, he's the one. But you're in it, you find yourself in that relationship. The Holy Spirit's pressing on people's hearts, convicting them. I know it may seem hard to break up now, but let me just tell you something. Don't be so uh, short-term minded. Look to the future. Think about the great future. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Later in that passage it says, but these things he's revealed to us by the Spirit. So God has such a, a, an amazing plan for your life. He's got, uh, uh, guys, he's got a gorgeous woman. He's got a beautiful woman that, that will love you and that you will love, be your best friend. But, you know, and it may seem hard to break up with whoever you're dating right now. But listen, it is, it, you'll look back in 20 years and say, thank God. Not that that person's a bad person or they're going to hell or what. They could be a Christian. They could be on fire for the Lord. But if they're not the one, they're not the one. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you this. Please. And if, and if you are in a relationship and you know in your spirit this person's the one, get to it. Get married. You're, you're going to you're gonna have a blessed life. You're going to have a blessed life. Because you did what God told you to do. You married the person God told you to marry. And, and, and I'm happy for you. I really am. But it's very sad to see... And I know people on both ends. I, you know, you look at my parents. I, if I take anything away from my parents, if there's one thing that I can take away from my parents into my, my adult life, is that if I have a marriage like my parents have, I will be a very happy person. My parents, and I'm not saying this to be sweet, they probably won't ever watch this. My parents, you know, my mom found the one. My dad found the one. How can you tell? I can't, I can't think of one time, and I'm being honest with you. I'm not trying to hype them up or anything. I have never, ever in my life, heard my parents, like, angry at each other. You know, it's funny. I've never heard them fight, like, a real fight. Like, I've heard, you know, like, joking around, like, but it's like I'm in a, it's like I'm in, like, a, a sitcom from the 50s. Everyone's just, like, happy. My parents are always happy towards each other. They're always just hanging out watching tv i mean it's crazy because other people will come over to my house you know my parents house when i was a kid and when i was in high school my friends would come over and say like man your parents like really love each other i'm like uh yeah is that weird because <laughs> i never knew anything different it's like you know you can tell you can tell a relationship a marriage where where it was ordained by god blessed just you know no strife no anything just blessed 
And I'm not saying when you marry the one that God has for you, there's going to be, it's not going to be a, a work marriage. You, you have to put work into it. But you could just tell. You can just tell. I've legit, I've, I've never heard my parents fight. Maybe they have, and they, and they settled it in private. But I've never, I've never heard my, my dad speak poorly of my mom. Never. Never. I, I've, I've only heard, you know, like my dad say like, Alex, you don't realize, <laughs> like this is the talking to I'd get, the stern talking to. Alex, you don't realize how great of a mother you have. Like, and it, and it's a great, it's a great thing to grow up in because you know what's right. You know what a real godly relationship should look like. And so if my relationship is even close to that, I will be very happy. But I've also seen when <laughs> two people get married and they were clearly not meant to be together clearly it's a scary thing my friends to be outside of the will of god you should have a healthy fear of it i'm not talking about like you lay awake sweating in the night like a spirit of fear i'm talking about you should that's that's called the fear of the lord meaning like i value what he has to say i've got a healthy fear of the lord everyone should have that the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom Meaning, I know God. God isn't some, you know, he's not like, the way people talk about God, I can't even, like, he's, he's so loving, so loving, so kind. The Bible says he's our friend. But there is also an aspect of God where I hold him in high esteem. That's what honor is. Honor. I hold him in very high esteem. I care what he has to say. And if he says, no, I'm done. I'm out of it. I don't want to be a part of it. And if he says pursue, I'll pursue. So God has one person for you. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people are listening to me saying, Alex, I'm in high school right now. You know, it's not like I'm uh, 25 and ready to get married and have kids. I understand. Here's my charge to you. Don't worry about marriage. Don't worry about dating. You're 16. You're 17. You're 18. You don't have to worry about it. You know, some people are younger, 13, 14. Please don't worry about it. Don't even think about it. As you do what God's called you to do, in his path, he'll bring alongside the right person that will aid you in everything. Like, look at Adam and Eve. Eve was a perfect help me to Adam. He was, she, she, she was a, a perfect help to Adam came alongside him, did the work that God's called him to do with, you know, together. And, you know, it's always funny. I always hear people say that, you know, God doesn't really, he lets you choose, really. Don't, don't get this idea that there's only one. Most people that say that, they're the people that married the wrong person. It's always interesting that the people who say there's no the one have already married the wrong person because they try to make an excuse so they don't feel bad about it. But while you're young, I want you to understand, number one, mistakes are costly, very costly. Number two, God has one plan for your life. Number three, he'll reveal that specific plan to you as you follow his plan that, she, that he's already told you and as you ask him in prayer. And he'll tell you, you'll know it in your spirit. Don't be freaked out about it. God has a wonderful person for you. Don't be freaked out about it. And you'll, you'll be blessed as long as you do what God's told you to do. If you're willing and you're obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. 
It's as simple as that. Do what he's told you to do. Thank you so much for watching and listening this episode of the podcast. Again, did not mean this to be Valentine's-y, but it, it was, okay? It was more of like a stern Valentine's message. You know, not lovey-dovey, just like, don't screw this up. Don't screw it up. Um, <laughs> but I, I believe this helps some people. So I love you. Um, I want you to stay tuned. Check out, listen, I'll make this announcement once again. Miracle Word Church is launching March 26, 11 a.m., and coming back for the 6 p.m. service at the Palm Beach Convention Center. If you haven't already made plans to meet us down here for the launch in West Palm Beach, I want to see you there. It is going to be so fire. I've already heard from so many people, like, we're going to come down to Florida. We're going to be part of the launch. And I'm so happy I get to see you guys in person. We get to celebrate the biggest uh, move this ministry has ever done. I mean... <laughs> To say I'm excited is an understatement. We're stepping into greater things. We're stepping into the biggest thing this ministry has ever done. And uh, it's an exciting thing. And so I want you to be part of this very big moment in all of our lives and in your life as you're a um, partner and as you uh, sit under this ministry of Miracle Word Ministry, now Miracle Word Church. I want to see you March 26th, 11 a.m., Palm Beach Convention Center. Register. Please register. Um at miracleword.com forward slash launch. And if you want to volunteer and be a part of the team that way um, for this upcoming launch service, you can. And, and I'd love to work with you and be, uh, be a co-worker, if you will, for a day or two. Um, I want you to register at miracleword.com slash launch, and it'll take you to the page. If you want to volunteer, you can volunteer in any capacity you'd like to. And... Um, Man, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And let me just throw this out there because there's a lot of people um, coming to us. A surprising amount, by the way. Um, I just learned of two, well, a, a whole family, but specifically two great people um, who are attached to this ministry, last gen, um, who will be joining us down in um, in West Palm Beach. And I, and I cannot, I could not be happier. These are two great people. Fantastic. And, um, you know, Last Gen Youth is going to be a great youth group. It's going to be a great ministry. I'm so pumped. Cannot wait. And if you are the creep that goes around to my uh, youth group girls in our youth ministry and says, like, you know, God told me to marry you, I will throw you out of the sanctuary physically. I will. I will take you by the collarbones and I will yeet you out of my presence because you're a creep and you're weird so <laughs> don't be that guy pal because you will hear from me all right i love you thanks for listening i'll see you next week Bye.